0: Have you ever wondered how messaging can impact your niche? Well, you've come to the right place. In today's episode, we're going to be talking to a messaging coach, Mariah, and I can hardly wait for you to get all the details. Take a listen. Welcome to the Niche Podcast, where we talk about everything related to your niche, it's all about your niche, your mindset, and having a business you love. I'm your host, mental health expert, Veronique Valancourt. Hello, my friends. I hope that this finds you well. Today, I am interviewing one of my dear coaching friends. She and I train together. We have taken courses together. We have sort of led parallel coaching lives, and I am so excited she's here. Her name is Mariah Wickham. She is a messaging coach. She works on helping coaches clarify and amplify their message. And so I wanted to wish her a huge welcome. Welcome Mariah, how are you? Hello, hello. I am doing well. Good to be here. I'm so glad you're here. Thanks for joining me. Tell me what your niche is and who you work with. That's typically the first question I ask folks and I'd love to hear your answer.
1: Sounds good. I help coaches. That usually means life coaches, but I have worked with other types of coaches as well. I help them with their messaging. So, We know it's all about what you say and how you say it, but I find this particular specialty is needed among coaches because we have a tendency to talk in a lot of coach speak and we have a tendency to stay in jargon that only is known in the coaching world. So when you get out there and you try to explain what you're doing and how you can help people, you got to get away from that. And you've got to talk in a way that your audience understands. The first step is usually really getting clear on who your audience is. I kind of go through three D's with my clients. Decide is decide who you're working with. And this isn't just like coaches, right? Like we go a little Mm -hmm. bit further into that and we get really clear on that and we find out a lot about them. And then there's discern. And that means discern what they really need discern the problems they're having and then deliver is the last B. So deliver the solution to them. I believe that can be done in messaging. I really strive to create the transformations right in your messaging so that it leaves your clients wanting more and more.
0: Oh, that is just so good and so, so needed. And it's funny because you and I have worked a lot together and are our- coaching practices kind of go hand in hand in a sense. They, they really do. I want to know, how did you choose that particular niche? And what was the process that led you there? how did you figure it out?
1: Such a fun question. So before I was certified through the Life Coach School, I had been coaching for about three years already. During those years, I coached other moms. I concentrated on moms who had challenging kids, moms that were just overwhelmed with maybe like specialty behaviors their kids were (laughs) dealing with. The more I talked to that group, and I did fairly well, I did really love working with that group. But the more I worked with them, I realized there were so many other things I wanted to talk about. And I would like bring up what are your goals? And what do you want to create? And do you want to side hustle? And the moms I was working with were just kind of like, no, just please help me solve this problem with my kid. <laughs> it made me realize, oh my gosh, I'm in front of the wrong audience. Even though what I have is really helpful to these people, I can really help them solve problems. I personally am in front of the wrong audience because I want to talk to ambitious people. I want to talk to people that have goals. I want to talk to people that have this big vision for making an impact on the world. So I kind of spun spun out in, uh, <laughs> some drama for a little bit. I mean, it was during certification. I was like, I really got to get this thing solved. And, you know, I, and I knew I wanted to pivot, but I wasn't quite sure what I would do. I wasn't quite sure how to describe it. And so through a lot of coaching, through some advice from other coaches and friends and different people that I admired and that had done things that I wanted to do through a conversation with one of them, I was like, that's it. I knew I wanted to help people clarify their message. And I don't believe you can clarify your message without understanding your story. And so, and so that story piece is so huge in everything I do that really lights me up, but like just going out there and saying, Hey, I want to help you tell your story. Doesn't ignite people's attention as much as (laughs) clarifying their
0: message. message. Got it. Got it. I do combine the two, but
1: It's more about clarifying your
0: message. Got it. And so I want to back up a little bit. When you were deciding about what your niche was going to be, and you were kind of in, you know, this is definitely coaching jargon in niche drama. What did you find helped you get through that process of being in niche drama and then getting to a place of niche clarity? Because as you know, I work on helping coaches get clear on their niche. Mm-hmm. And you help coaches get clear on their message. But like, what was that process like for you? How did you figure it out?
1: Well, for one thing, this is the big mistake I see a lot of people make. For one thing, I was still making offers. I was still helping people while I was trying to figure this out. So I still had clients. I still had people paying me money mm-hmm. to help them while I did this on the side. The mistake I see people make is that they just like, full stop, take a pause. I can't do anything until I figure this out. Huge mistake. That is a very big thought error.
0: <laughs> so
1: because I feel like in the action is where you're going to get clarity. If you just completely retreat in this pause, everything It's going to take you way, way, way longer to find clarity. And so, through that and helping others and putting offers out there, I did start to figure out oh, these are the people that I really want to work with. And these are the offers I get really excited about. And these are the people I don't want to work with. I had Uh a few clients that I was like, oh, boy, this is not at all (laughs) signed up for, you know? (laughs) Yeah. So, you'll have both, and both are important for you. So, beyond that, like I said, I talked to a lot of people and I just talked about it until I found it. And sometimes that means asking the same questions lots of times. And I'm okay with that. I'm okay. If you need to get coached on the same thing many, many times, I've Got heard it. some other coaches look down on people. If they, <laughs> <laughs> if they, if they get coached on the same thing over and over, but I'm okay with that. Like as many times as you need to. And so I, I, I actually had a dear friend. I mean, I credit her for a lot of this because she had previously been a business coach and she was actually at the same time pivoting herself to be a sleep coach.
0: Oh, that's great. What a, That is a great niche. You need to give me your information. <laughs> so
1: good. Yeah. Everyone go to her. Yeah. She's fantastic. And so I actually wanted sleep help. And so as I sought out her help, then she was like, if I can help you in any way. And I'm like, well, yeah, actually I've been wanting to ask some more questions about my niche. And then anyway, through her conversation, I feel like that's when it really finalized. So that's when it really became clear. So keep asking the questions, keep getting coached on it, keep being very open to the fact that you'll find your answer in maybe in a way you don't even expect.
0: Well, and it's interesting because the one thing that you're saying that really resonates with the program that I offer, but also just the kind of coaching I do regarding niche drama is I think often we think that if we just sit still long enough and just think about it, that the niche drama or the brain drama in general will just go away. And you're really resonating with me when I you know, we're resonating with one another when you say, you know, you just have to keep asking questions. You have to keep taking action. You can't ever come to a place of, you know, making a firm decision if you're not also taking some action. I mean, I suppose you could, but you're doing it in a vacuum, right? It's like looking at pictures of food in a magazine and saying, hmm, what's going to be my favorite kind of ice cream? Well, you won't know until you go out and try. Totally. Totally.
1: I remember putting programs out there about planning your day and time management, and I sold a few of those. Like It also made me realize I'm actually really good at messaging. I can put things in a way people want (laughs) to buy it. So Mm -hmm. it helped me see that I actually did have some strengths. I mean, when I started out coaching, I had some training. I wasn't certified, but I just had this strong desire to help. And so then looking back, I'm like, I sold retreats. I held four retreats. I had done four or five group coaching programs in the niche of helping moms. So I was like, there's something I know. There's something I'm doing right. Right, 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 right. And so that's when it really dawned on me. Oh, wait, messaging is what I like to do. And I've always been a storyteller. I come from a long line of storytellers.
0: I <laughs> know uh, you and I have talked about that. Tell us a little bit about that. What does that mean when you say I come from a long line of storytellers?
1: Well, actually, my mom and dad are great storytellers. Um, my mom was a professor at a university and told us stories in her teaching. She was
0: sociology, right? Uh-huh. She
1: a was... PhD in sociology.
0: Yeah. Like my dad. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Very cool. I love it. And my dad is just an entertainer, so <laughs> he can keep an audience captive. He can exaggerate with the best of them. <laughs> He can. <laughs> and he can tell the same story over and over and over. And like as kids were like, oh dad, come on, we've heard that a hundred times, right? And he's the king of one-liners. And I had been told that by other people. Like, I love the way you tell stories and you always have a knack for Captivating an audience, right? So, some of this is like looking back on your life and touching on those things that people have told you you're good at.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: And then really like getting even better at them, first of all, but also shining a light. That's where you need to shine a light in your business. That's where you really need to go. And sometimes it's hard to see because you've always been good at it. You just Mm -hmm. think that everyone's good at it.
0: Yes. You're saying stuff that reflects back exactly like in the course that I teach on ending niche drama in five hours, You're talking about those same points on the roadmap. Like, let's look back and look at what you're good at, what you already know, what your past experience is, what the stories of, if we put it in story terms, like what the stories of your life are and how are they relevant to what you can provide and put out there in the world. So I have a question for you. Tell me a little bit how you use story with your clients. We're kind of already talking about that, but tell me what you do when you're using You had mentioned story a couple of times, like how do you tease out story when you're working with your clients?
1: I talk about the three main stories you need to learn to tell. One is your story, how you found coaching, how you came to do what you're doing, the pits of your life and how you pulled yourself out of the pits, what you have overcome Those are the stories that are important to bring into your brand so that you have brand recognition, so that you have brand resonance, so that you're relatable. Those Mm -hmm. are the kinds of stories. And you get really good at telling them and you tell them over and over and over. They become kind of the anchor of your messaging. And there are certain stories I've told lots and lots of times because they are the ones that I'm anchored in. So there's that story. There's the story of your brand. It's kind of what I just got done explaining, you know, Mm -hmm. how my business came to be, but it expands even further than that, because that's where we talk about brand values. That's where we talk about the pillars of your brand content. And so knowing that whole story helps you create content easily and more efficiently because you can always come back to the pillars of your brand Mm -hmm. message and so that's the story of your brand. And then the third story you need to learn is the story of your client's transformation.
0: Because mm-hmm.
1: what they really want is the end of the story. That's what they're paying you for.
0: Oh, so good. They yeah, want the
1: end of the story, but every good story has a villain, has a hero, has a guide, has a all these other characters. And so really understanding who those people are in your story and in your client's story is important. And a lot of this I have pulled directly from Donald Miller. I have learned mm-hmm. a ton from him, absolutely love him. And he has a book called Building a Story Brand. And so he talks a lot about this and I've just kind of pulled that into what I do. But when you think about it like a story, I think it just becomes easier. Everyone loves a good story. We can learn to tell a great story. So it becomes something that people resonate with more. This is where the emotional connection happens to your client because mm-hmm. when you tell those stories, they feel something and then that feeling will help them act.
0: Yeah, no, that's all such good stuff and such uh, a... <laughs> Sometimes the words escape me, so it's so funny. It's like you're articulating this process that for many of us, we do intuitively, but you're teaching your clients in the process that they're working on with you to really articulate those steps and those things in, you know, as you said, like the pillars, but you're explaining it to them in a way that we can probably look at any brand or any big company and see all of those elements you're describing played out.
1: Any big corporation, any big business has gone through this process on some level. Um, And so what I like to describe to people that are coming to me is, you know, this is how you make your business sustainable. This is how you you make it enjoyable for the long term. Because if you're just out there hustling, you don't really know what you're doing. It's not based on values. It's not based on what you think is important. At some point, you're going to have to like burn it all down and start over. I got it. Little, I have to say a caveat here that there's a little bit of that anyway. <laughs> as you move, as you move yeah. forward and evolve, you're, there are going to be parts of your business you will burn down and you will start over. I feel like I'm in a process of that myself personally right now,
0: like just mm-hmm. another
1: evolution, another expansion. I mean, and just expect that, too. That's part of the game.
0: It's not always a straight line. Entrepreneurship and coaching and, and life and life is not a straight line. It's, it's a windy, windy road.
1: But you can kind of like, I mean, no one can see my finger, but like I'm putting my finger up and down, but then also the trajectory line, right? Like the sign, uh-huh. the trajectory goes up. It's like the
0: stock market. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Even though you go up and down, the constant is still going in an up direction. That's how I always like to think of it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. You already kind of answered this, but I'm going to ask you in a different way. So if you had like three pieces of advice for life coaches that are starting out and trying to decide on a niche, and I won't hold you to just three, I've just arbitrarily picked three. What would those things be? And let's talk about those a little bit. I'd love to hear yours and then I can share mine as well.
1: That's great. So three pieces of advice for a new life coach. Mm -hmm. Finding their niche or just...
0: Yeah, I would say finding their niche because that's kind of what we're talking about today is how it applies to their niche.
1: Finding their niche, get out there and get to work would be my first piece of advice. Like I said, I was making offers and I was pulling in clients even when I was trying to figure this out. So you can make money even when you don't know, Mm -hmm. when you don't like fill it in your soul yet, you haven't found that like fully aligned niche that just feels good everywhere. Get out there and get to work because what you do know can help somebody. So go do the work would be my first piece of advice. Second, and I should probably take this same advice myself,
0: (laughs) but don't be in a rush. (laughs) Oh, that's the hardest.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Don't be in a rush. And what I mean by that, I mean, I say that with a little bit of hesitancy because I know your program is awesome and it's like, come figure it out in five hours. So yes, you can go figure out some things in five hours, but then don't be in a rush to like get fully booked. Don't be in a rush to get that hundred K. You know what I mean? I well, always a rush and rush and rush. And then I just feel bad that it's not going as fast as I want. And I've just learned a lot lately about letting it be, <laughs> Let, like slowing down, finding answers in the stillness will mean so much more to you than getting overwhelmed and hustle. Mm-hmm.
0: And then what do you think the third one would be? Have fun if you like to have fun. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't like to have fun, don't have fun. No, I'm teasing. <laughs> I mean, not every, not, that's not
1: important to everybody. That's why I say it that way. Have fun if you like to have fun, or be serious if you like to be serious. Mm-hmm. But what is it for you? Fun it is important to me. Fun needs to be like inserted in all the parts of my life. I need to figure out how to have fun in my business. I need to be energized by that. I need to have something to look forward to, or switching it up, or creating something new. Often, that's fun to me. So have fun if you like to have fun. Make it colorful if you like colorful, or. Figure out what you already like in your life and then just figure out how to imbue that into your business. If you like to throw parties, figure out how to create a party atmosphere in your business. If you like having deep conversations with people and that just really Mm -hmm. excites you, then figure out how to do that,
0: how to monetize it, right. Or how yes. to, how to incorporate it into what you're already doing. No, absolutely.
1: How many people that are trying to figure out their niche, I think are still in that beginning stages of like, Oh, I've got to do it like so-and-so, or mm-hmm. I've got to do it like her because she's so successful, or I've got to follow this exact layout because that's what so-and-so is teaching. Right. And a lot of good stuff gets lost. I just had a post on Instagram about this the other day. Like, you're underserving your clients when you do that. You're underserving your clients because you're leaving so much in the closet. You're
0: you're leaving so much
1: you there, and then you're just trying to be like, even if you're not trying to be like someone else, you're trying to do it in a certain way.
0: I think we tend to assume, and this is where there's all sorts of thought errors that occur with niche or even just with starting a business, that there's a right and a wrong way to do it. And as soon as your brain defaults to that sort of black and white thinking, am I doing it right or wrong? You lose all creativity. You lose all nuance. You're trying to fit yourself into A mold of something. And especially I think for life coaches, when they're starting out, they're looking at the very successful folks and they're thinking, well, if in order to be successful, I have to do X, Y, Z. As you said, that's not always the case. There's lots of ways to do it. It's funny, the three things you said, they're similar to the three pieces of advice that I often will give my clients and that I give in this course. And it is dial your niche in five hours because I believe that. I am in a 100% agreement with you, Mariah. I think that there's all these skill sets you need to learn as a life coach. One of them is sales. One of them is narrowing your market. You can't do all of the things at once, so you might as well do what you can do in the time frame that you can do it. But it's not a sprint. It's a marathon. So, you know, that ties very much into what you're saying about, like, slow down and enjoy the process, For me, I love to tell my clients, remind them that, you know, niche drama is totally normal. And like half of my podcasts, if folks listen to them are on that topic, our brain defaulting to drama is totally what it's supposed to do because it's supposed to keep us safe. You know, there isn't really a right way or a wrong way to do it. In my course, to tie back to one of the things you were talking about, I talk a lot about what are your superpowers? And to tie that back to what we were talking about a little while ago, like your superpowers are the things that just come super easily to you that you just don't think is a big deal. You just go, well, can't everybody do that? No, not everybody can, right? And that's where the value of getting coached by other people and having other people and other coaches reflect that back to you is so important. I mean, I could go on and on talking about this. You and I have sort of similar paths. We have similar businesses that work. I would think our clients kind of overlap some, but we also look at it very differently. Not very differently, similarly, just articulate it different. Trend. Yeah,
1: I don't really like market myself with someone that will help you figure out your niche. So I want to help the people that have figured out their niche and they have even brought some clients in, they just want to bring in more. And so that's where I feel like I show up really well. So maybe you've (laughs) made some money in your business, but you're nowhere near that, like elusive hundred K that everyone talks about so much Mm -hmm. anywhere in the middle. That's where it's great to get some messaging help.
0: And where I love to work is with people whose brains are spinning in drama and it's keeping them stuck and they're not taking action and they are looking for a roadmap. Basically, that's what my course is. It's a roadmap to how to figure out your niche with a piece of will know that your brain is always going to default to some drama. And that's normative, because I think we tend to think that it's not, right? It's that windy road we were talking about before. We all think that the paths of the coaches and our mentors before us was this like straight line, like in the up direction. It's not. It's super windy. You know, that's just that's our brain trying to keep us safe from the bears outside the door when there aren't any bears. Paper tigers. Right. I call them the bears outside my door. <laughs> yeah,
1: because we think they're tigers, but we, then we find out, oh, they're just paper tigers. Like pi- paper tigers can't hurt you.
0: Exactly. Exactly. So this has just been such a treat to talk with you. Tell my listeners a little bit, actually tell them how to find you. Well, I hang out on Instagram a lot. It's my chosen platform. (laughs) And my platform is actually one
1: of the checkpoints of clarity that is in my clarity roadmap. So I encourage people to choose one platform and just go all in on that one. And you can get that clarity roadmap
0: on my website, MariahWickham.com. Spell Wickham because I can never get it right.
1: (laughs) Good, good point. It's
0: W-I-C-K-H-A-M. And Mariah's M-A-R-I-A-H, right? That's right. Yeah. Okay.
1: So my website's mariahwickham.com And then on Instagram, I'm mariah.wickum. Story why I have that. I <laughs> <laughs> won't go into that. And so, yeah, come find me there. I share a lot on Instagram. If you went and just binged all of my IGTVs and Reels, you would be set. There's a lot there already. So, and come find me. I love people that reach out. I love making connections too. Oh, that's actually, can I say a bonus number four?
0: Yes, please, 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 please. I know what you're going to say. Connections.
1: Too. Yes. Make connections. You will not find success in isolation. In the beginning, you feel like, I've got to figure this all out and everyone else has it figured out and blah, 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 blah. Make connections, like generate genuine relationships with people and collaborate Mm -hmm. and meet with people. I mean, it doesn't even have to be in person. You know, we can all meet on Zoom these days. So generate relationships and those connections, I feel like is kind of an overlooked piece of success.
0: And that's what this podcast is all about. It's taking the people I have connections with who I adore, who I believe in and who have great niches, have them come and talk with me. So you're, you're wrapping this up perfectly. Thank you for being part of my community, Mariah. And thank you for coming and talking on the podcast. For anybody who's listening, go check Mariah out. She is awesome. I look forward to talking to you again soon. Have a great one, my friends. Bye-bye. If you enjoy listening to the niche podcast, come and check out your special course called Dial Your Niche in Five Hours. You can find it on my website at veroniquevalancourt.com.